freshness of the quality rise and you know they're going with them to every ball there. This is Come On Kind with Martin Quilty and Onya Fahmi. Good afternoon, everybody. It's a strange thing for me to be saying that, but yes, it is the afternoon when we are recording. How is everybody on this bank holiday weekend? You're all very welcome to what is the last, come on, kind of season four. The inter-county season is officially over. And I'm joined to recap on the whole experience of the season by my wonderful co-host, Mrs. Anya Farrell. How are you, Anya? I'm great, thanks, Martin. How are you? I am great. Mm. Now, if anyone, because obviously you can't see, but she's actually here at the minute and she's togged out (laughs) in like managerial gear waiting to go off to a game. You'd swear to God was the All-Ireland final that we were going heading for but all these matches are important aren't they? Every game should be treated like an All-Ireland final (laughs) that's the way I put it Well talking about All-Ireland finals we obviously did have three All-Ireland finals yesterday the Premier Junior the Intermediate and the Senior took place in biblical conditions in Crow Park yesterday because between the wind the rain the sun the only thing we were missing was a little bit of snow but anyway we might be able to avoid that for a while which is nice but yes it was horrendous conditions for part of the game yesterday well done to all six teams for getting there in the first place we did have three winners Clare won the Premier Junior sorry two we had a draw yeah. Well, yeah we had a draw we had a draw um, and actually Meat seems to be accustomed to draws in the intermediate they do we were talking about this the last time they were in it they had a draw match against Cork yeah like crazy stuff really when you think of it so, it uh, is well we're going to preview uh, or I should say review that final mm-hmm. very shortly but we are going to start with the Premier Junior final it was an all monster meeting of Clare and Tipperary and this game took a long time to get going to be fair, Tipperary did start out of the blocks very, very quickly. They got a goal on the board very, very quickly. But Clare then came back into their own and came in and ended up going in at half-time level. And to be fair, Clare missed an awful lot of chances in that first half because they drove a lot of wides mm-hmm. and could have been ahead at half-time, but they weren't. They made up for it in the second half, though they were really, really excellent. And no more so than Cuiva Cal, number 13 in the corner forward. She was very, very good indeed. But what did you make of the final overall? Yeah, do you know what? You're right. It was like, I'm not going to lie. Like I had kind of tipped tip to win this and I got all my predictions wrong over the weekend as well. Um, but yeah, do you know what? It was a good junior final, I think probably more so accustomed to looking at our man and All-Ireland final so it was kind of you know different to have two two teams in it and two monster teams and what rivalry you're going to have there between Tipperary and Clare anyway but you have to say that the heart that Clare really showed you know when they got ahead they just kept on force they, they just kept on pushing on and they literally went into every attack they were so ferocious in their attacking and it was like it was like literally every ball that came to them it was like their life depended on it they needed to get that ball they needed to get it up the field they needed to convert the scores and you have to say like they, they certainly deserve their win on the day I was surprised though that Aoife McLaughlin wasn't starting for Tipperary that was my next question yeah. like would you're up near the, the Tipperary border was there any talk of her being injured or why mm. she wasn't starting well from what I can gather no there wasn't um, but again I suppose you know like everything you'd, we don't know what goes on in the training grounds or whatever the case would be especially the, you know there's I suppose there was a shot for Washford as well and Iona Hepperton wasn't starting too but you know it's, from, my, from my understanding 
there wasn't but again as I said we're not in the in the nitty gritty of it all maybe it was the fact that they were just maybe holding her off to be maybe like a um, one of the, the influential subs coming off the line there but no I, I do think that when she did come into the game she did have an impact on it and you know I suppose a pity for her but listen at the end of the day you have to hold it to Claire they certainly did deserve their win I think was that their centre back I thought had a really good game I can't think for neither. Laura McMahon yeah I think yeah. she had a really really good game as well really sturdy she's a girl now I wouldn't like to come into a tackle against um, if I'm honest she was well able to, to take control of that game and you know driving that ball up and it was really good to see as well Yeah it certainly was I suppose they were helped the fact with Kira Brennan um, getting her second yellow card of the day as well into the second half it did help Claire yeah. a small little bit but unfortunately for Kira, she picked up a very early card for I know people were on about this last night even on the Sunday game that was an innocuous challenge but any kind of contact on the head at all at all whether it's innocuous or not you are going to pick up a yellow card first mm-hmm. and she did pick up the yellow card very very early and then she picked up another yellow card in the second half as yeah. well for a shoulder charge and that's it your day is going to be over so unfortunate for her nobody likes to get sent off in an All-Ireland final mm-hmm. but the sending off certainly did help Claire in over the get over the line Yeah it certainly did and I suppose you could see the tide was probably starting to kind of turn at that stage anyway and that was probably just the icing on the cake I suppose for Claire really with that regards but you know for, for these two teams like it's definitely their first it was definitely their first occasion competing in Crow Park and you know they gave a really good fine display of camogie as well that you have to say because a lot of people are maybe you know they might be under the illusion that there's no point in going in for the junior or whatever the case may be but you know between the two teams they certainly put up a massive battle and you know I think Tipperary can hold their heads high I think they'll be there about there again next year Jean Kelly you know she had a massive role to play for Tipperary you know I think these girls they'll bounce back from it clear I'm kind of hoping that this kind of rejuvenates the fight that we're going to see that we're going to see hopefully in a clear senior squad because they've been kind of coming and going they've given a, they give a great display one day not so much the next day so hopefully this is the revival that Claire Camogie does need because it would be really good to see them competing at top level like they're up intermediate now so you know it's a, it's a, it's going to be a great scene for them and the captain actually alluded to it as well that the under 16 success the week before mm-hmm. in the All Ireland final really gave them the I suppose the strength and the what's the word I'm looking for um, the what the well, impetus yeah um, but it, it, it certainly gave him a, it certainly gave him a, boof, a boost of confidence yeah. going into an All-Ireland final um, you know to bring back a second All-Ireland mm-hmm. final or an All-Ireland title to the county and it shows the work that's been done in the background as well and we sincerely want to uh, congratulate Joe O'Donnell who's the chairman below in Clare as well and the amount of time that that man including the rest of the executive I mean Bra- Bree McNamara was in Crow Park as well yesterday and even the captain said it that she's the person that was feeding them all even after every Rematch mm-hmm. and training session. So, I mean, two people down in Clare that you won't get any more accustomed to it. They're nearly part of the furniture now at this stage down there, but it just goes to show the work is going on. Um, Clare deserved winners on the day, definitely. Yeah, absolutely, without a doubt. They now go up into intermediate next yeah. year. Um, and to be fair, we probably didn't even realise that these two was going to be in the final because no. we thought it was going to be different. But they got there. Clear won it. Fair play to them. Mm-hmm. Brilliant display all around. They now go up to the intermediate grade next year. And we looked at the intermediate final as well yesterday. From the matches that we saw yesterday at the, the Premier Junior level, how do you think they're going to get on as intermediate? <coughs> Or is it a tough? Uh, is it too early to ask that question? It's, it's yeah, it is a bit. It's probably a bit early, but I suppose like 
if I'm honest with you, even looking at the intermediate final, I would be concerned for both teams going up for either me or Derry going up to senior grade next year. Um, I think it's a massive step and I do think there is an even bigger step going from the junior level up to intermediate. Like I think there's certainly a couple of teams at intermediate that would probably benefit to be at junior level so there is going to be there is obviously going to be an opening there but I think it's going to take them a couple of years probably to you know gain that experience to be there listen they're after coming off the back of an under 16 All-Ireland so they'll probably have to wait for those girls maybe in the next two or three years so I think they're probably going to be fo- you're going, probably going to be looking at a two to three year plan for Clare at intermediate level I suppose get used to the games first get used to the standard because it's going to be an awful lot faster there's going to be girls that potentially have senior experience you're going to be coming up against them so you're not it's not just taking a jump up to the next grade you could be coming up against senior teams as well so I suppose that's where they need to that's where they need to be ready for and I think you know for clear seniors as well it probably is going to close in on the gap that they could potentially have players that could be going from two panels now, I suppose, now that they're up intermediate. So it'll be very interesting to see what way they kind of progress in the next year or two. But I do think it's going to be, I think, do think it's going to be a two or three year plan for them. I don't think they're going to, I don't think they're going to think that they're going to be in an All-Ireland final or All-Ireland semi-final next year. I think it's going to be a work in progress for them. Well, they certainly had a, a very good day yesterday at the office coming away with the Premier Junior title. They are the Premier Junior All-Ireland champions on a final scoreline of 3-7 to Clare, 1-9 to Tipperary. And as we said, they do go up into the intermediate grade next year, which brings us nicely into the intermediate grade because obviously Derry and Meath met in the decider at Crow Park yesterday as well and it was I suppose Derry it, it was a tale of two halves is that fair to be said because yeah. Derry really went to town on Meath in the first half Meath uncharacteristically um, including with Eva Minogue missed a couple of chances maybe yeah. that they you know she wouldn't have missed before and this is a recurring team that were going to come maybe to the, the senior end of things as well but I think it was five shots in the first half that she had freeze etc that uh, was missed but Derry went in with a seven point lead one eight to one one at half time and to be fair to Derry if you're the management thinking you played well enough you're seven points up in a All-Ireland final you know do the very same thing in the second half mm-hmm. and the complete opposite happens it's they fell us under like you're looking at Derry well I won't say they fell us under Mead certainly came back yeah. at him but Derry only scored one point in that 30 minutes no and you know what you're looking at us going in at half time it was just a case of like let the referee blow this up now because you know Derry have it they're going to push on from this they have the experience from it but Mead came out in the second half and literally they were like terriers on the field. They battled for absolutely every ball, every ball that they had no right to win. They just went for it. And I think, was it Maeve Clint's after the match? I think I'm probably pronouncing her name wrong. Um, after the match, she basically just said like they had nothing to lose. They literally just went out, they thrown everything at it. You know, they, they were obviously, you know, trailing behind. And I suppose everybody would have been kind of thinking like Derry will push on now and go win this match. But there was, there's even one clip you could see just a Mead player absolutely just diving in just to get the ball um, away from the Derry player and I suppose that's the, the determination and the work rate that they certainly showed in the in the second half uh, but Aoife Minogue like wow she was unbelievable okay I know she was in hard luck with the penalty and I know that free at the end 
and potentially for them to win the game she wasn't hard luck from them but the amount I would love to have had um, something on her just a tracker on her to see how much ground she covered mm-hmm, yesterday yep. because it was absolutely crazy she was everywhere she really really was she was in, she had such I thought she was absolutely outstanding she had a, a fantastic game um, and I do I kind of felt sorry for her then at the end you know with that free but Mead worked tirelessly really really hard but are they going to be able to do it the next day? That's my question. Yeah, I don't know. I think uh, Brendan Skeen was very disappointed even afterwards. Um, we could hear his interview with RTE that he doesn't know what happened in the first half mm. because they didn't stick to the game plan. They didn't do what they were supposed to do. Um, they didn't perform at all at all. And, you know, that's probably why Meath came out in the second half because I'd say there was a few harsh and truthful mm. words said at half time yeah. as well. I mean, Jerry went in. Okay, they had... And seven, or a, what was a seven point lead albeit there was a bit of a fluky goal I mean yeah. Murray McNichol will certainly take it yeah. but that was a speculative shot went in and unfortunately for Tara Murphy I don't know whether she thought maybe she was mm. going over the bar or going wide she left it off and the ball ended up in the net yeah. Jerry had the lead going in but then you look at it as well in the second half I mean Meath came into it they had a penalty. Mm-hmm. A lot of people around us in the press box was giving out that it wasn't a penalty. It was very soft. When you look back at it afterwards, my initial thought, it was a penalty mm-hmm. and the referee got it spot on. Yeah, Aoife misses it. Mm-hmm. Ball goes out in the corner. Yeah, But you never give up. No. You, you, you said that like there yeah. was two players. They were chasing Neve Cribben, turned over the ball. I mean, it was a brilliant pass put across the place. Mm. Uh, goalkeeper was back then straight away. Shot comes in. Ball comes in. Somebody in there pulls a kick on it and misses it in yeah. the square. I mean, three yards out, yeah. you pull a kick <laughs> on a ball, you miss it. You're thinking to yourself... Christ almighty is this going to be going mm. in is this going to be our day uh, and then the number 17 who came on as a sub and that was uh, Avian Lally just pulled on the first mm. time put her in the net and you're thinking okay yeah, redemption okay, mm. Meath is on the, the comeback here let's go can they do it and I totally agree with you that that last free that Aoife struck um, yeah. we, we were actually up almost looking at it and we were there and we were thinking this is going to Hawkeye yeah. This it, it looked it was that close, yeah. this is going to go to Hawkeye, but obviously the umpire waved it wide and it was wide because yeah. Hawkeye didn't call him, but just margins. Yeah. And it is margins because I would have actually loved to see yeah. the, the Hawkeye clip of just that shot yeah. afterwards to see how far away it actually yeah. was away from being a point. But there was another one there was another one a couple of minutes before, do you remember? There was a couple around the place, but um, yeah, no, and I mean, I, we have to take this opportunity. I mean, the officials done so well yesterday. Uh, oh, Hawkeye was only Hawkeye called, was once, only called and, once. Yeah, but there was another. There was another Meath point a few minutes before that particular one. Do you remember the the player herself thought it was over? The umpires waved it wide. We thought from where we were sitting, it was over, and we kept waiting for the. Mm. Hawkeye referee to call it back to and he didn't call it back but it could yeah. only have been minimal as well yeah and that's I suppose like it's the fine margins when you think about it when mm. it comes to all like, like realistically if you look, even look back to the first half of that game Meath were probably very unlucky to be trailing by the seven points at half time they had two opportunities in the goal and the Derry goalie and 
it to me it looked like the sun was really heavily in her eyes because at one stage when the ball came down like any goalie comfortable would have caught the ball in their hand or brought it out its side but it's like she she bashed she it, she bashed it. Down yeah. Front, yeah. And, but to me it looked like the sun was just glaring down and I was like if, if that's the case like that's going to have a massive impact on the game because it was that was two opportunities that I didn't think the sun was, was that bad for either goalie okay. now, to be fair but mm. she just I think she did that about four times she bashed yeah. out, out the ball it, it just looked like she was a bit on edge and I suppose like if, yeah it was a nervous yeah, kind of a if one was, of those balls had to go into the back of the net it would have been a very different situation going in at half time like your team wouldn't be trailing by seven points you know they, they would have been only been down the four points yes okay you would have had a few home truths but that could have brought me alive even more they wouldn't have had to claw back that bigger margin again like and they could have pushed on from there like and but I I think like Derry it kind of looked like Derry were running out of steam in the second half they just weren't able to they weren't able to keep up with the physicality of Mead at all in the second half Yeah and there seemed to be some of them going down to stretch at various times yeah. in the last 15 minutes as well you probably didn't see it no. on camera but I saw it off camera Yeah, it was like as if some of them were kind of cramping up but when you think about it the scores came easier for Derry yeah. for some reason yeah, like they did in the first half. In the first half, I, yeah. I think that the turning point is a lot of it. And we said this about the the semi final win that Jerry had over Kilkenny. Oni McAllister was really the the chief. You know, she was the director. She was the choir yeah. director, organizer, whatever way you were, conductor is the word I'm kind of looking for. But Claire Clinch or Maeve Clinch yesterday really done a man marking job on Anya McAllister and nullified her out of the game and yeah, we said at the last day that Mairead McNichol looked like that she was carrying an injury mm-hmm. in the game and, and it, definitely it certainly looked, looked that, like yeah. that she was after carrying that injury into the game yesterday yeah. as well because it, it didn't look like that she was firing on all cylinders now maybe I'm doing her a bit of an injustice but you know I mean Lauren McKenna in the first half was getting forward like she did in the semi-final she was getting points she got two very good points yesterday as well but Jerry stopped doing all the things that was good. So, I yeah. mean, if you're the Jerry players and you're the Jerry management, okay, you got to draw. You're lucky to get out of it. Yeah. And PJ said as much yesterday in his interview as well. Would you be worried if you're a Jerry player like with the second half performance? Absolutely. I think that they... Like, I think the tide was certainly with Mead. And like, they had just... There was some, like, I suppose, a missed penalty and two points that potentially were maybe an inch wide if they had gone over it would have been a completely different story altogether like Meath would have gone on and won that game by five points Derry just didn't know how to cope with it and I don't know like in a week like okay the the matches next the, the replays obviously next weekend so like you have to get these girls It's like, going to be next Saturday so you have yeah, only six days six to get days. a turnaround So you're going to have basically you have to have a recovery session that's probably the most important thing so they're probably doing a recovery session today I'd imagine just you know loosening out the bodies they're probably going to meet then maybe for a training session tomorrow or even Wednesday and then again on Friday but like what are they going to be able to do? Very they're little. not going to be doing a whole lot I would imagine both teams, both management teams probably sat down yesterday evening after that, after the game and rewatched the game and tried to pinpoint out, right, okay, these are the strengths that we had. Like me, they're probably predominantly going to be looking at the second half, like these are our strengths, but they're going to be looking in depth in the first half going, where did it all go wrong? Vice versa for, vice versa for Derry, like they're going to be looking at the first half going, right, this is what we did right, let's attack from this. And then when they look in the first half, 
they literally just lay down. Like they they, mm. they couldn't get to grips with me. Like so both teams, I think I think what you're probably going to see the next day is a very uh, tactical game because there is nothing really that separates them. But I think Derry I think Derry know that this is probably one that they've left behind them. Well, to be fair to me, the looking at them yesterday, like a lot of teams, if you went in at half time, having only scored one point, I think in the first half. Was yeah, that, that was all. Yeah. yeah. Like if you went in and you're only after scoring one point in the first half, you could automatically see heads dropping. Yeah. To give them credit, their character was amazing. Mm. Like they came out after half time. I don't know what was said yeah. or who said what at half time, but the heads were up and they never stopped fighting until they got back. Yeah. Level. Yeah. And even up to the last few minutes, like if he hadn't, to, if he hadn't to blow the whistle for another five minutes, yeah, the heads were still up and they were still fighting for the ball. So that takes great character because I like the, looking at the team; they seem to be pretty young, a lot of them. Yeah, but you'd have to credit them for that. I I kind of was thinking to myself coming home in the car last night: if the shoe was on the other foot, mm. have Derry the character to come back. Like, I think they do. Like, I think, do you know what? I think probably they a lot They definitely have the character. Yeah. But that's going to do, hurt them. Are they them. going to have the legs to, cut, to yeah. keep going? Yeah. That's going to be the other side of it. And again, it's like not being anyway critical towards them. Like, I'm not going to lie. I tipped Derry probably from the start of the year to be in an All-Ireland final. You did, to be fair, And once yeah. Kilkenny were knocked out, I really felt like Derry were really going to push on and win this All-Ireland final. But did they perhaps take Mead for granted? <laughs> I don't think they did. Perhaps maybe in the second half, did yeah, they? I, I think maybe with a lead going in at half time, I mean, nothing was going right mm. for Mead. 17 minutes before Mead got their first score on the scoreboard, yeah. albeit they had several chances before that to get him, but they weren't taking him and yeah. they weren't clinical enough. But it wasn't that they weren't taking him, they weren't no, they, clinical they, they, enough. No, they weren't taking him. I mean, there was shots going yeah, in shots, that yeah, normally was. would have went over the yeah, bar. And yeah. maybe that's because it's an occasion. Like an all-iron final is a big deal for yeah. a lot of people. I mean, you go to Semple Stadium, there might be a couple of hundred in it, the place is nearly mm. empty. Mm. You don't really hear that many. You go to Crow Park, and there was probably a good eight, ten thousand in the mm. stadium for the At intermediate stage, game yeah. yesterday, yeah, or maybe yeah. even more. Yeah. There was probably more by the second, by the end. Well, of, especially for by the end yeah, of it. Yeah. So I mean, that can have an effect. Yeah. The, the noise, the crowd. Absolutely. You and know. it was a peculiar day. Like the wind or the rain that fell before all three matches was biblical. Mm. And it came in, in and stages. And it came in stages. Yeah. And then it just fell in sheets. Like it fell continuously for about ten minutes before the senior match. Yeah. Anyone that was out, tra- like the they all got drowned warming up every uh, every single one of the six teams mm-hmm. got drowned during the warm up and like it, you get wet like that yeah. no matter how well you're running you get cold but the, I found the wind was peculiar as well I was watching the three flags on the hill 16 end but the mm-hmm. wind is always peculiar in Crow Park because is, you can, what I was going you can to look at the tricolour yeah. it's blowing one way you look at the flags in the Cusick Park and they're blowing the other way and you look down at the linesmen flags as well when they yeah. are putting them up and they're going and a completely different way so it's like a cauldron yeah. inside it like yeah. it really does yeah. so it around takes in a it. while to get used yeah. to that as a free taker as well and mm-hmm. to find your, your, your sweet yeah. spot with it but it was just one of those days where Nothing seemed to go right or work for Meath for the first, mm. definitely for the first half. But they came out with great conviction in the second. Yeah, they certainly did. Like they kind of turned a, a whitewash game around and made it a really like, and let's be fair, it was probably the better of the three games, potentially. Yeah. Well, for excitement and for excitement, end of yeah. things, yes, it, it probably was yeah. going right down to the very wire. Um, all right, yeah. Um, 
skill wise etc like it was probably a step above the, the Premier Junior yeah. okay um, mm. not taking anything away from them yeah, teams absolutely. by the yeah, way yeah. like they, they did play very very well etc um, we'll get on to the senior game later on but um, look it is what it is it is another draw for yeah. Meath the last time they were in a, re- or a draw final they won the replay against mm-hmm. Cork who's going to win the replay next Saturday do you know what I think Pulling both teams out of Crow Park, I think that's. I think you're going to see a really good game of Camogie because you're right. Like the whole idea of being in Crow Park, that does get to players. Like, and whether they have the experience of being there before or whether they're a new player, it, it, there's something different when you go into Crow Park. So I definitely think pulling this game out of Crow Park, I think it's going to suit both teams really, really well. Um, but I, I'm going to stick to my guns and I'm, I'm going to continue going with Derry on this. I think Derry okay. are going to. It'd be interesting where the match is as well. Well, did, I'm going to bring this point up as well right? because yeah. we're after mentioning Hawkeye already and the, the good umpiring that was done yesterday and the officials that it was only used once but it was used once but you take that out of the ground and mm-hmm. there's only two grounds that has Hawkeye yeah. one of them is Torrellis and one of them is Crow Park Yeah, right. so you're bringing it to a county ground with no Hawkeye it, an All-Ireland final could potentially be won on an invisible post Yeah, is it confirmed? yeah Go on. Clones. It is Clonus. Yeah. Yeah, I partly had a guess that it would be Clonus, all right. Any particular time on it? 1pm. So one o'clock next Saturday in Clonus is yeah. the uh, the replay. So there you well, have it. If anyone can go to Clonus next Saturday, you're in for a cracker of a match. Yeah. But you know what? It, to go by. it makes sense. It's halfway between halfway Derry between and yeah. Meath. Do you know, like it does. And I and I totally get what you're saying in respect to, um, I was going to say VAR, um, a Hawkeye. Oh, but <laughs> I do apologise. Um, I, t- I totally understand that side of Crow Park or Tireless. But of what benefit would it be for supporters... To well, have no, it, to travel it, it wouldn't be the any benefit at all. But it, it brings another point into it. Like, should Hawkeye be in a different venue or have one in each provincial uh, county? I think so. I know yeah. it's, a, it's it's seemingly a colossal price, like yeah, to have I, it, etc. Yeah. But I mean, umpires are great, right? They have a vision. But if I stick this pen up there in front of you, yeah, and you use that as the post, yeah, and you get a ball that is twenty feet up over that pen at the top of it and you're looking up and you're trying to draw on an imaginary mm. line up to the ceiling here in the studio to see okay would that ball have hit it mm-hmm. yes or no yeah it's that's it's literally what an umpire has to try and adjudicate and it is hard and you don't want to be talking about a potential was it or wasn't at a point yeah exactly you know when it comes now on saying that we know Hawkeye has had its problems yeah. as well like yeah. you know it's uh, it's not uh, the bees need yeah. but it's certainly better I think to have it than mm. maybe not have it but, but I look. think it can only be put in in stadiums that already have big screens isn't that the problem with it but your Thurlis doesn't have a big screen no it doesn't Tempest Stadium doesn't have a big screen. It comes Does it up. not have no. a big scoreboard thingy no, no, at the back? No, no, no. Well, it, comes up, it comes up on the scoreboard. Uh, Thor Neil. That's it. There's no oh. big screen in Thorless. No. no, it'll be interesting. I'm going, to, I'm going to stick to Derry though on this and I think it will be... I think it's probably going to suit both teams coming out of Crow Park. I definitely think the, the occasion got to both teams at different obviously at different stages of the game like you know but you know I think you would have to certainly favour but it'll be interesting to see I think this week the recovery is going to be hugely important this week for both teams and exactly what both like both sets of management will have learned an awful lot from that game but it's how they're going to combat the the battles and the matchups now next weekend Right let's move on to the senior Waterford and Cork It was fantastic to 
see two different teams in it I suppose mm-hmm. in a way Waterford first time getting to an All-Ireland final in 78 years Cork hasn't won an All-Ireland final since 2018 they were knocked out in the semi-final in 19 and 20 um, lost 21 by I think it was 5 points to Galway lost 22 by a point to ourselves got to the All-Ireland final there was talks on Matthew Toomey that he was under pressure he was after losing the league final as well to Galway there was a lot more pressure on Cork probably than Waterford yeah now I have to say first of all where we were sitting we were in the press box in the Hogan stand yesterday um, Cork came out okay loud roar okay Waterford came out mother of holy God the stadium erupted. I mean, the support that was there for Waterford. And I'm like, okay, to be honest, this even, is good. Even on an All-Ireland hurling day, when the place is full, I don't think I've heard a roar like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it, it, it was huge. Um, it was one of the top crowds, though. It was like 30,191 mm. 30, was yeah. the best standalone uh, fixture for uh, Camogie in Crow Park, which yeah. was fantastic. Yeah. They broke the 30,000 mark. Great. On the crowd itself, brilliant crowd, right? But when you look at Clare and Tipperary and the junior, I felt so sorry for those poor two teams because, yeah, there was no one I mean, if that was the Clare senior Camogie women or the Clare uh, senior or, or, or the Tipperary senior Camogie team, they get an awful lot more support. Mm. I mean, why can't people support the second teams in the yeah. county as well? I mean, there was probably, I don't know, five, six hundred people if maybe it mm. might have me- reached a thousand even, you yeah, know, for yeah. it. And it's, it's so unhelpful to teams you know they do so much work the same as everyone else yep. get to an all iron fine people mm-hmm. should really be supporting them but Waterford certainly had a huge huge support yesterday and then disaster I mean it was it was probably a perfect performance by Cork yeah um, they really wanted it they were up for it they punished every mistake they were economical with their shot selection in the first half uh, they went in nine points ahead at half time one nine two three points mm-hmm. Waterford took them a very long time to get going on the scoreboard as well they had six wides in total themselves in the first half mm-hmm. so the nine points down Lorraine Bray has a great opportunity of a goal mm-hmm. I, I, I genuinely don't know how she missed it but she did Beck Harton uncharacteristically and she was good yesterday mm-hmm. I mean she got seven points in total Yeah, missed a couple of chances that she'd probably put over Yeah, they got a penalty yeah put the penalty wide yeah, and that's no disrespect to Beth either Like, yeah. but you're looking at potentially 1-5 mm. being left behind before the penalty and you're going in 9 points down yeah do you, think the oca- do you think the occasion and the whole lot got to some of the players yeah 100% now we, we have to say as well Vicky Faulkner going off after 90 Didn't seconds situation at all it completely yeah. upset the apple cart yeah yeah it really really didn't help the situation at all because like she's a big influential player for Washford she really has um, and I think actually I heard Sean Power afterwards talking about it that she had a very specific job and I think the specific job she had was Amy O'Connor was Amy O'Connor and no matter where Amy O'Connor went she was to stick to her like glue mm. and try and just stop the ball getting into her yeah and after 90 seconds you're looking at plan B, C, D, E and yeah. E like because Trying everything has gone out the window. Yeah, do. like it's it's crazy. And I suppose and you look around and Amy O'Connor was returning three seven. Like I don't think it's ever been done by any individual player in an All Ireland Camogie final at all. Like against us. Okay, Ailey O'Reilly. 
Lovely. With Galway. Okay. She done it to she us. She did it to us, yeah. Fantastic. And I can't remember the year exactly. I'm 90% sure it was 2019 that we got bet really well in the final. Mm, I'd be fairly certain you're right. Because I think we were after losing to Cork in 17 and 18 and there was only a, a point or something in it either way. Um, then and 19, well beaten in 19, we really... Galway were the far superior team that yeah, day yeah. and she was the, the, the cause as well. Yeah. She was after doing it. But I would probably rank Amy O'Connor's performance yesterday mm. better than what that final was because it was just... Bang, bang, bang. Yeah. Crazy. And you know what? Like it was like she was like she was absolutely outstanding yesterday. She really, really was. But from the get go, the very minute that ball was thrown in, um, Waterford went on the attack and the ball, I think, was intercepted by Laura Tracy and she won a free out. And if she didn't jump once, she jumped 10 times into the air with the pure delight of winning that free. And we were only about four or five minutes into the game at this stage. Every mm-hmm. single free year score yeah. they got. And you knew straight away, like, because I was actually watching it with Marie O'Connor, and Marie just turned around. And she's like, We're going to be in for an onslaught here. Like, you knew straight away how. How up for it Cork were. Like, this was like do or die for them. And Waterford, they looked so nervous, even when they were doing the, even when they were doing the um, salute with the president yeah. of the Camogie Association, and the even the parade. You were looking at them and they were just like, Cork were just completely like zoned in. They were so focused. But they see, were that used comes to being in all Ireland. Correct. That comes from experience. Yeah, they, yeah. Had, they, had, they knew exactly what they had to go, had to do, and all of that. Whereas Waterford, they looked so nervous. And like, listen, it's a massive occasion. Of course, they're going to be nervous. You cannot take it's that bigger than, I mean, they were there in 2015, but obviously there's, what's the word that I'm looking for for this ceremonial thing? Pomp and... Ceremony? Yeah. Okay, so obviously yeah. intermediates, great. You don't do the, you don't the, do the parade. Yeah. You haven't. So you do your warm-up as normal. You know, you go in, you play the match, that's mm-hmm. it. If you win, great. You go back into the tunnel afterwards, yeah. you get your photographs, you can go into the stand and watch the match if you want and then you're home or yeah. whatever you want to do after. Yeah, but so with the seniors... There's a lot of palaver goes on before the seniors. It's regimental because you have to be out at a certain time. Yeah. You have to be over to the red carpet at a certain time. You have to have your jersey tucked in. You can't wear your helmets during the parade and we could see all this going on yeah. yesterday as well. You about could even see the People being taken like, them yeah, off, you yeah, know, yeah. and the whole lot. So, um, and now, it was putting players off I thought because do you know they ha- most players have a routine as you know yeah. yourself before they go on to a match uh, I, I don't know would that really put a player off like just to tuck in a jersey or a helmet no, no. It, when you're used to having the helmet on and having to take it off I and just, put it on and it's just but the fines is colossal like for leaving them on yeah I just think to be honest with you Cork it was Cork's All-Ireland to lose and as much as like I was, I so wanted Water to win. I think like for Camogie as a whole, it would have been absolutely brilliant to see Water win. But like you look at Cork, they came to a tough group. They had Kilkenny in a quarter final, Galway in a semi final. When you're beating the top two teams in the country over the last, you could say eight to ten years, you're going into this All Ireland. It's your it's your All Ireland to lose. They did they did deserve their win. They were exceptional yesterday. And I even think like if they had met Galway or Kilkenny in an All-Ireland final yesterday, 
I think Cork oh, would you'd, ha- you'd have to have been worried for everybody come yeah. out that side they were just they were vicious in everything that they did yesterday like Amy O'Connor 3-7 Saoirse McCartan had an excellent game as well when you were looking at Saoirse McCartan one, one. yeah Saoirse you know, McCartney was taken off as goal. a sub and like she literally ran herself into the ground. She had done so much. Yeah. Cork scored one one as well before she came off. Like Cork, that that Cork team, and you know what? They could have been forgiven for a lot of people to kind of saying like, you know, this is your all Ireland lose. Like, sure to God, you're going to go out there and you're going to beat Waterford. You could forgive those girls for if they had that in the back of their mind, but they didn't look like that at all. Yes, when they they went out, they had a job to do. Cork has been hurt a lot over the last couple of years I think that's what we kind of forget because we always think like you know they're still in the Five top Five years three, like, without an All-Ireland for Cork which like, is, is very a unheard long of. time and I think Matthew Toomey has brought this team to a different dimension than what they were a couple of years ago I actually think they're stronger yes okay they mightn't have the silverware to back it but like I, I think they are I think they're a really strong team and they're it's it's an honest group of players that you see that was seen there yesterday and I think they fully fully deserve their win. But like your heart would go out to Waterford. They just really just things did not click with them on the day. Like Lorraine Bray Lorraine Bray was absolutely excellent. Uh that number twenty two girl for Waterford. Um Fossett. yeah, I was just going to mention her Leisha uh, Forrest. Forrest. Oh my god. She was like, ama- like the way she, she, was she stands over a ball yeah. and can pull it out she of the fire. Was she was absolutely deadly yesterday. She, she was, was one class. of their minors this year. Okay. Like she was I even that and that other girl of the minors, um Keely Barrett. Keep into the microphone there now. Uh, no, Ke- Keely Corbett Barry or Keely Corbett Barry is definitely not a minor. She wasn't a minor. No, no. was there another one that was a minor then too? Well, that Keely Corbett Barry girl, she had a very good game as well. I thought. Yeah. Uh, like Washford, I think they. In can fairness be, to the backs. Yeah. Okay, backs and I, I'm not going to hop on anybody because mm. nobody likes getting bet when they're down either. But the problem was coming from the forward line because mm. the ball was being won too easily in the, the Cork back line. And as you know, from we looking at Cork for many, many years, they love to attack with pace yeah. coming from the lines with the players coming off the shoulder, working it up nice and quickly into the forward line. And it did. Um, some of the Waterford forwards, you know, were under severe pressure yeah. right from the word go. Mm. You're back that you were looking to shore up the defence is gone after 90 seconds yeah. which looks like it could be a, a season ending injury for herself hopefully it's not for Vicky but yeah. you'd have to fear for it um, you're under pressure straight away and let's be fair some of the water for players that you would expect to really stand up in a game that you need mm-hmm. for players to do it they didn't no. yesterday and I hate saying that because you know me I tipped Waterford for the semi-final yeah. I yeah. was following him um, herself was sitting beside me yesterday and I I wasn't even nearly more emotional yesterday watching Waterford um, and, and I forgot the tissues it was but, but, but it, it was the, the occasion it, for yeah. them you know yeah. I mean I'm so close to Waterford yeah. I mean yeah. my dad is a Waterford man so mm. I mean I referee in Waterford yeah. so I'm so close to them that they nearly feel that you're half yeah. part of Waterford as well Like, and because they were they played so good this year they won the league you know they're back up into Division 1 you can see what goes on in the background yeah. I mean you really would love for them to win an All-Ireland final to push mm. them forward etc I said it to Martin halfway through the match I said this is nearly worse than watching Kilkenny playing which mm. it was because you were willing him to go and do 
yeah. get the All-Ireland and get the ball and, and fight. And it just didn't seem to be no. happening for them. No, it certainly didn't. But you know what? I think like... <laughs> Really, their first, really, Waterford's first test this year was in an All Ireland semi final against Tipperary. Yeah, I was Tipperary. just going to say that they didn't have a test really that much in their in the group in stages. In the run up to it, yeah. You know, does that pose the question? And now again, I'm just posing the question: Are we better off having two groups as opposed to having three groups and getting real competitive, getting real competitive, games, real competitive yeah. games? You can still have your quarter finals, yeah. You know, but, but like, make the group stages more make competitive. It, make it more yeah. competitive, and I think that's probably what you're going to have to. I think that's probably what we're going to have to start looking at. Because like you look, you look at Cork on the other side; they had to come through. They had to come through that. They had they to really, yeah. really did. Now, and I do think, and I must say, like I was actually, I don't know what I seen up online. Did they have like a big screen? on the square in Washford yesterday watching the All-Ireland? Could have had. There, um, there was they, talks they of it did. happening Yeah, no, right, they definitely yeah. did. They had a big screen somewhere in I didn't in think Washford. there was anybody left in Washford yesterday, the amount of people Yeah, and do you know what? It was actually cute because it was just all like young girls just li- sitting down, lined up in front of the screen in their Washford jerseys. And I was like, wow. And then I kind of posed the question there because we were just talking about it. I was like, was that ever done in Kilkenny? No. No. Not that I can For recall or, or be aware of. No. no. That'll just tell you how much pride that they had, and not saying that Kilkenny have not had pride, but I'm just saying that'll just show you how much it meant to the people of Waterford. Like, when is the last time the Waterford hurlers were in Crow Park? We bet them. Two thousand and four. That was that was a big was occasion, not just for Waterford Camogie, but for the people of Waterford, and the people of Waterford certainly got behind mm-hmm. those Waterford girls. Obviously, it's extremely disappointing. But you for even them. saw it at the semi final, Anya, the amount of yeah. ex Waterford hurlers that were in the stand yeah. for the semi final mm. in Nolan Park a couple of weeks ago yeah. was phenomenal. Mm. People that you were looking at on the telly hurling and the in support of the girls, yeah. brilliant. But yeah, and you know what? It is. It's excellent, and that's what you want to see. And do you know what? I think. I obviously think like yesterday, it's a massive, massive learning curve for Washford. I hope it doesn't deter them away from realising that they can go all the way. I hope that they take a massive learning curve from this. I hope that they're able to pick themselves Sorry, up. Sorry, I'm, I'm not ignoring you at the yeah. minute. It's just, I did text Matthew to me um, yesterday, obviously, just to congratulate him and the whole lot. And he's just actually in the middle of texting me here uh, at this moment in time. So they're actually on the train um, home to their homecoming I was hoping might actually for the first time ever have a winning team uh, with the train on the train home and actually have a chat to him um, and I'm still trying to make that happen <laughs> if it will we'll have to wait and see but um, yeah no you're, you're dead right about uh, Waterford I mm. mean the amount of pride that's been put into him I mean the work has been done in the background yeah. they got to the minor All-Ireland final mm-hmm. this year they're under 16s doing very well they're under 14s won the, the B play I think in the mm-hmm. All-Ireland series yesterday um, first All-Ireland after 78 years back up into Division 1 Camogie yeah. again next year which yeah. will certainly benefit the team playing Cork, Galway Kikenny the likes of them regular yeah. throughout the season yeah, it's yeah. certainly going that's to help go- and that's going to benefit them and I think that's probably what Walshaw were probably missing this year is that they didn't have they didn't have those games against 
the tougher games. Are the tougher yeah. groups, the tougher teams. Like, and that's uh, no disrespect to anybody. But if, you're, not, if, you're, no. if yeah. you are going to win in All Ireland, mm. you have to be playing the top yeah. tier one counties yeah. on a regular basis mm. to be able to come up to it. But Waterford now know the standard that they have to get to. Mm-hmm. You know, they've got to the All Ireland, they got to the semi final last year. Yeah, it's progress. Yeah, listen, like they're they're improving all the time. Like, and you have to say that, like All Ireland semi final this year, last year, All Ireland final this year. Who's to say what's going to happen next year? And I think the players I think when they kind of you know take a step back and take a look and go listen we're going in the right direction that's the main thing like it's very hard to get your first All-Ireland and win it on the first goal you have to lose one to win one you have to be able to learn from it and I think Waterford will certainly do that and, and you actually, hope that yeah. they will stay going yeah. and like the support oh, they, they I was will. looking at the yeah. video of the homecoming on the mall there this evening mm. like the crowds in it again I, lis- are- I listened to it actually in the car on the way up and um it was unbelievable. Like yeah. every player was cheered the minute they came on to it. I mean, as we say, they obviously have their uh, banquet this evening, so they probably had the homecoming that bit earlier. Yeah. Cork, as they say, are on their way home this evening. There's going to be a huge reception for Cork because, yeah. as we say, five years without it. Yeah. Um, Matthew Toomey, you said it already, has done a fantastic job yeah. there. And I think, and I hope he does because he's a gentleman and I hope he stays oh, on next year. Man. But on the other hand, and I was listening to the boys in WLR as well um, with their commentary and the whole lot and having a chat to Sean Power afterwards and I know he's dejected. I really hope that Sean Power stays on yeah, with Waterford. And I think so. my fear, especially after a 19-point defeat to Cork yesterday. Now, let's be fair, I don't think Waterford are 19 points worse than no, Cork. No, no, Cork no. were just exceptional yesterday. I really, really, really hope that he does stay on yeah. and bring Waterford to the next step because if anyone can push them forward... I think Sean Power and his backroom team certainly can. Yeah, I think so. No, I think like, you know, this is obviously going to be a two, three year plan for them. And I think they've certainly, you know, they've they've certainly proved that they can compete again, uh, can compete with the, the top teams. You're right. Cork left their, probably their most perfect performance till the very last day. And listen, they got their just rewards from it. They do fully deserve their all-earned final. You, there's, there's nobody can take that away from them. Um, but Waterford will just have to I think just dig deep and I think next year when they're playing up in Division 1 when they're playing the likes of the Corks, the Kilkenny's and the Galways I think that's where they'll start to you know understand the level that they need to be at and I think that's where they're going to do an awful lot of their learning next year I think Waterford are going to they're certainly going to be putting their hand up to be contenders again next year and they're going to have learnt an awful lot And they have some great players Way. Right We're going to have the first time ever <laughs> Here we go We're going to make a dialing phone call I'm not going to call Matthew's number out on air, by the way. So, not for a dial tone. It's like a small child. <laughs> well, this is a big deal for us, like, as well, so. Women are behaved. I hope so, too. <laughs> OK, it's ringing. So, let's see. I'll put that on. And if Matthew can probably still hear me because I won't say yet, but we are currently recording live at the minute. So, let's push this button and see if we can go to the train where our senior All-Ireland champions are on their way back to Cork. And I'm delighted to be joined by Matthew Toomey. Matthew, how are you this afternoon? Good, sir. Hi, Martin. How are you? I am absolutely fantastic. Thank you. We know that yourself and the team are on their way back. You had... Great celebrations, no doubt, yesterday. But uh, for yourself and for the team, what an unbelievable performance. Uh, well done to yourself and the team. Outstanding. Everyone must be happy coming home. Yeah, look, I suppose we're thrilled. Um, just to have the probably biggest performance 
you know, it's, it's probably every coach or manager's dream, like, and, and you know, uh, like, celebrate to the high, like, but I suppose I'd, I'd be kind of more, kind of, um, in the back room of this kind of stuff, like, you know, I just like soaking it all in, but, um, uh, it's fantastic, we the tough two losses, and, 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 you know, they hurt an awful lot, right, but we have to bottle them up, and, you know, thankfully today, or yesterday, we became good. Well, if you li- oh God, I'm a bit loud on that one. If you listen to everyone else going into the game, they were talking about you being under pressure and that. But I mean, even after speaking to you after the quarter final loss, you certainly didn't feel that pressure. You had a great team behind you, um, and you had every confidence and faith in them that they could go all the way this year. And they certainly proved that yesterday. Yeah, I, I suppose look, the matter for both sides. Like, but we decided to keep moving in. Um, like obviously then we lost this water in, in, in the most championship after us and as I said to you like, but listen, and, you know, we had a 40 minute conversation after getting beat by Waterford and like, we, we know we were going wrong but if we knew there's a lot of things going right and, and you know, just, like, we had to go on a run then that we had to be down we had to be clear and then we did massive again against Kilkenny and you know anything it's like Kilkenny and Paul Park it's, it's, it's cutthroat we, we just kept over them you know like there's a pop of a ball in us and then to get the, the win against Galway after being beaten by him for the last six years. So it did massive I'd say he's after hitting a bad spot there now because I think we've lost him for a minute. You still there, Matthew? No, I think he's uh I think we've lost Matthew there. Um it seems like he's after hitting a bad spot. Right, we'll see if we can get Matthew back on uh, the line there in a moment in time. As we said, they are currently making their way uh, home to Cork at the minute. But um, yeah, overall, Anya, what did you make of this year's championship? Well, she was certainly, um, you certainly, <laughs> there was certainly a couple of surprises really thrown up into it. Um, you, you would have to say that. All in all, like I think it was um, a fairly decent competitive competitive championship. I would like to, I would love to see maybe a different um, a different way of doing it, like changing up maybe of the groups. I think are we better off having more competitive games? I felt this year there was a lot of time nearly Sorry, wasted. I think there was probably a little a lot of time nearly wasted. There was too much of a gap between a lot well, of yeah, games. Yeah, and especially between the yeah, last round of the league and the quarterfinals and semi-finals, there was just too much of a gap. Yeah, yeah. You're going to go back to him there now. Uh, I am. I have Matthew back on the line now. We did lose him for a minute. Sorry there, Matthew. We did lose you there for a second. Yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know where I was at with it. I was just, just so, so happy to you know, to get the performance in the big day and, you know, after all the kind of tough year we had, uh, like, it's, it's brilliant. It's, it's, it's something very similar to what Kilkenny had last year with all those injuries and, you know, the tragedies they had. Um, and, and, like, we, we, we probably grew on that as well. You know, like, I, 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 I've become great friends with Brian. Like, I, I, you know, I don't most respect for the man and, you know, um, I, I probably said a, a lot off there emotion last year like, and, and you know we, we didn't plan to have a bad year this year like, but we, we did and like, you know we, we delved into that and you know luckily it came good for us again Matthew I've looked at Cork over many years especially when it comes to All-Ireland Finals and I think yesterday I found you to be the most clinical ever as soon as he got chances that was presented to you he certainly took them um, and I mean Amy O'Connor getting that quick hat-trick 3-7 in total is it one of the best performances out of a Cork team that you've ever seen? I've I, I, like, you know, I, I been hard saying it like, but I, I definitely think so um, 
you know, like we, we felt all year that we could give someone a hammering. Uh, and, you know, like I, I, I said to him this January, because I, I could see the way we were training, there's nobody who's watching early in the and it's just top class. And um, the save for the big day was unbelievable. Like, um, and like, we went to the half time. Well, I have no doubt that you'll be welcomed back into, as I'm always led to believe, the proper capital of Ireland down in County Cork. Um, there'll be huge crowds down there. Matthew, thank you so much for joining me this afternoon. Um, to yourself and to the Cork team, congratulations on a fabulous victory yesterday. It was outstanding. And thank you for making yourself available to ourselves here on Come On Clients from all of us here uh, in the studio. Well done and a fantastic victory. And we look forward to more battles next year when it comes to the spring but for now and up to the end of January and February enjoy the celebrations and all that comes with it our All-Ireland Champions for 2023 of course is the Cork team and well done to one and all Matt, Thank you very much and I'd like to say as well thank you for all the publicity you gave the game as well I, like, I know you're obviously kicking me by it but I enjoy listening to your podcast because it's very informative and it's, it's, you know it's, it's very knowledgeable what you have there like, and, and appreciate what you do for the game and for appreciate well thank you so much for that Matthew I'll leave you get back to the enjoyment on the train back and no doubt the banks of the Lee will certainly be flying all over that train before you get to the Cork station later on and rightly so enjoy the celebrations and thank you so much for joining us live the first time we've ever had an All-Ireland winning team on the podcast live with us here so thank you for that and uh, as we say enjoy the celebrations well, of course, and thank you very much again. Lovely. Thanks, Matthew. That was, of course, Matthew Toomey there, the Cork manager for a first for us, even, to have the All-Ireland <laughs> champions uh, on the way home. Um, and look, Matthew is a sound guy. Yeah, we, we, you know, we, we've we've had uh, the pleasure of chatting to him before. Um, Brian was here the last day with us chatting about him as well. And you mm-hmm. can see that there's great respect there between the two teams. And no doubt the party will certainly continue in Cork for a very, very, very long time indeed. But yeah, look, Waterford, we think, will be back. We mm-hmm. hope they'll be back if, yeah, Sean Power stays post, which hopefully he will do because I think he certainly is the man to lead for, uh, Waterford forward into it. And I hope he takes time to reflect this, not on yesterday's defeat. That's that's a once-off. Yeah. You know, that is, uh, that's just a disaster of a day that's yeah. in it. Everyone has a bad day at the office. It happened yesterday. Move away from it. Look at the positives throughout the year. Um, and I hope, too, that Matthew Toomey will also stay on with Cork because I think what he does with that team as well um, is fantastic and whoever is going to be the new Kilkenny manager into the new season as well I think we're going to have an enthralling battle and to be fair to them Martin they didn't drop their heads yesterday even though they were getting well beaten like they stayed oh, no, they, 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 they kept they at it they kept at it and they kept plugging away hoping that they could stem the tide and that shows good character and, and great like the training was there and they had the they knew that they could do it they just needed everything to come right for them well actually I wanted to ask you something now as well because this debate was actually going on as well as I say I was listening to uh, the uh, the homecoming in Waterford on the way up to the station here this evening and 
a comment was made by Nigel Kelly and Gavin Wheelahan, who was uh, part of the sports team in WLR. And we were having a chat with them as well yesterday. And they made a point that Camogie managers like Matthew there, Brian mm-hmm. Dowling, etc., and the players who we've had all throughout the year are certainly more open and more available to the likes of us in the media throughout the whole year, even coming up to the All-Ireland Final. Sean Power was on with his last Monday evening. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't get that in Hurling or GA or anything like that, which everybody finds more refreshing because it gives you an insight into the players themselves, yeah. what they're like. You know, they're not wrapped up in cotton wool and thrown away out of it. So do you think that's uh, an approach of the way things are going forward for the Camogie players or should they be doing the same as the Hurling kind of okay, you have one day to get us all, that's it, everything else then is under lock and key. No, because at the end of the day, like, they're human beings as well. <laughs> we should be able to approach them and have a chat with them when we need to have a chat with them. Um, but I do think when it comes to female sport, I think the managers and players are definitely a lot more up for talking because they're trying to promote their game and they're that, and that's really what they're trying to do is they're trying to get it out there exactly what they're trying to do and to letting everybody know that, listen, we work just as hard as our male counterparts or whatever the case may be. So I do think a lot of it is got to do with promoting the game um, and that comes from all like any time that you've spoken to Brian or any time you've spoken to Matthew Toomey this year or Sean Barry it's all about promoting the game of Camogie and that's really really good to see and I think that's why they don't have any problems um, talking to us because they're all about the game itself but it's probably a bit down too to the fact that they wouldn't historically have been approached for interviews yeah. and approached to talk about their sport as well mm. so they're absolutely honoured and privileged that mm. somebody would come and yeah. want to know about their build up and know about the sport Yeah I think actually it's on the I don't think just Paula was here the last day I think it was on the documentary that they're doing on the Wednesday evening um, with ourselves as well that someone was chatting about it. and I think Michael Fenley was sitting down with some of the past players um, interviewing him as well that you know before back in the day when Eddie Caron then was playing or Ollie Welch was playing that the week of an All-Ireland final you could go in somewhere you could have a sit down with a player you could have a cup mm. of tea with a player or you know mm. you were able to have a chat about the All-Ireland or what was coming up now it seems that everybody is kind of in their own little bubble away yeah. from everything altogether and you're nearly put away from everybody else so for us to actually have access to the players and the management is so refreshing and you know hopefully they enjoy it as well that they don't feel that it's too much of a chore on them but I think like you said Lillian it's about getting more promotion for the female sports and be able to get them out there and get more players recognisable as well because yeah. that's what we want at the end of the day. And it's surprising, it's always surprising to me, but sure it happens ourselves. We're so used to seeing them with helmets on that when we see them in the flesh, oh, I, I could, for one I could, don't recognise I couldn't tell you most of them. I couldn't tell you yeah. one from the other without the helmets. And it's all about that as well. Like most, most of the youngsters will know who mm-hmm. all of the big GAA players are. Yeah, exactly. But if you ask them about the Camogie players... They don't know them because they don't yeah. they don't see them readily or as yeah. often. Yeah, no, you're hundred percent right on that. Okay, we might delve into this a little bit more because it obviously does affect the club competitions as well. But there was a survey sent out at the start of the last week from the Camogie Association because next year is a rules change and it will be coming at Congress. So I'm putting you on the spot right now because you're a player, you're a manager, you're now a pundit. What rules would you like to see changed in Camogie? 
I'd love for them to get rid of the fact that you can take a free out of your hand no, within your own forget, forget, for, that, forget that one at the minute right that's trial and that's not the biggest issue from everything else that's coming that's simplistic is there any other major kind of rule changes that you would like to see coming into the sport to the actual game itself or in general oh no into the game itself like as in the playing rules because you can change the playing rules now next season no like I don't see why we need to be changing everything like our game has come on it has come a lot faster I wouldn't mind maybe a little bit more physicality okay so so there is a change there is a change you want to come into yeah just but like I don't think we need to be going changing it to the way we play it like I just in what way like should it be changed to the same as the hurling that you can have a shoulder on shoulder contact 100%, 100%. go for it if you have a ball and you're running into somebody yeah. in hurling unless you get a belt of a shoulder in the chest so you're an attacker coming mm-hmm. at a defender and the defender stands up and the two you collide at one another it's cl- last in GAA action as accidental play on there's no foul yeah. but in Camogie the person with the ball is going to get a free given against them and giving a yellow card so should we be getting rid of that yes, yes. So there is playing rules well, you want change. Well, I get the rule, Martin. It, well, I get that rule and you've explained it to me 150 times. I think it's stupid. if the Like, it's the player with the ball is going to get penalised for running yes, into Yes, because the player. onus on the Camogie rule is the player with the ball, the onus on them is not to make contact with the other player. I understand that. But it's that, not a non-contact sport. It is. Oh Camogie my God. is not it's, contact. It, it is. Oh, but it's, it's not. It is. But it's not. We know it's not. You're banging that now and it's coming out on Sorry. The <laughs> but, but, it, but it actually isn't a non-contact sport. In theory. I know you're saying technically you're and in the black and white print. No, in, 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 in principle, it's supposed to be a, 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 when they and say but, non-contact, but there's a certain amount. don't you find that a amount. bit insulting? But you're supposed to be a lady at the end of the day, aren't you? Nah. <laughs> Sorry now, stop that nonsense. I didn't say I agree with you, I know. but this is the rule with that's it, but, it's, but it's hurling a non-contact sport. No, hurling is full yeah. contact. So, come on now. <laughs> like yesterday, there was two frees given against the player carrying the ball because they ran into their opponent. And I caught him correct every time? And I was beside him. I had a call nearly before he had a call yesterday. That's how good I'm getting with the rules. <laughs> but you could hear... By the way, the I'm not saying any more on that because I was on duty yesterday um, doing an assessment on uh, two of the referees. And I won't say which ones they were either uh, just because they haven't been sent out to the referees yet. So to be fair to them, I'm not going to no, comment. No, but the point but I was going to make was you could hear the noise in the stadium when the free was given you against the You could hear the, the boozing coming. The, the, the issue though at that, Lillian, is the people around and it was the same by the way it was the same in the Sunday game last night I watched the Sunday game last night and the people that was doing the commentary on it and the analysis was actually giving the wrong information on the correct rules yeah because they didn't right. know the rules but that's a regular plain, problem plain and simple can we bring in a rule Martin that everybody has to read the rule book before they go out and play I uh, know I, I actually want the managers to do a referees test before and uh, this goes There's with GAA plan, yeah. by the way but um, I, I think that's one of the rules has to change I like listen I I would love to see Camogie become more like hurling. When I say I don't want to see rule changes be made, I just the, the thoughts of having to pick up the slitter and take it uh, take free out of your hand. That to me, that's Jesus, just changing. This is a real bugbear. Really, really, yours all together. Really, really, like it's kind of like did it's you get demeaning. blown? Okay, but hold, hold on now. Hold on. Oh, 
let's let's right? let's let's rewind. Because I actually gave up when these rules. Came let's in. let's re let's rewind. Let's rewind. Let's rewind. Right. The quick puck out has come in has sped up the game a lot yeah, more, and I think 100%. the GA should actually copy the camogie on this because they are really slowing it down. Yeah, yeah. Your bugbearer of the rule yeah. of people taking it out of their hand, out of all the frees that's been given this year in championship games that we have watched, how many actually does it? I don't None. Know. Yeah, none, because it's a... S- I can tell you exactly room. of the games that we have done, how many people in the Kilkenny games that we played, either Kilkenny or the opposition, has taken a free out of their hand. Seven. So therefore the players aren't utilising So the rule is there if the player wants to, but it's a choice. Yeah, I just think it shouldn't be a choice, to be honest with you. I just think it's kind of... And I don't mind it because if you're... Okay, so if you have a ball and you're a defender, Mm -hmm. okay, and I come in and I pull across you and clobber you, and you're not waiting, you just want to get on with it, and you you can see Miriam Welsh down in the corner. She's on her own. You want to get the ball into her as quickly as possible, but you know if you take it free, you're not going to do it. But if you take it out of your hand, you can get an extra 20 yards out of it and you're going to hit it down to her. No. Would you not do it? No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. There's a place for it though, Anya, if it's utilised correctly. Would you ask Richie Reid to do that? I wouldn't mind asking Richie Reid if the if the opportunity no, was I, there for him to no, use no, no. it. And I just it? think it's I just think it's like Okay, well ah, hang on hang on. Let her hit it out for hand there. Hang she on, might hang get on, it a bit hang further. On, hang on. I just think it's demeaning. But, think it's hold on now, and yeah, and th- this is my opinion. That's fair enough. But yeah. you might think now that I'm going to be sexist what I'm saying next but throw it at me. If Richie Reid gets a free back in his own backline, yeah. right, and he takes it himself, mm-hmm. he has the ability, the power, the muscles, everything else to put that ball well, 120 over yards yeah, over yeah. the bar, right? Yeah. Are you going to do the very same as Richie Reid and put the ball over the bar from the exact same spot? Sure will, Martin. <laughs> <laughs> Watch me. Hold on now and I look out that window and I'll see if there's any pigs flying out there like now. Watch because me do it. No, I, I get... I I completely get what you're saying but again and, th- and this is not gender yeah. either it's not male no, or female like, no but. I do I understand what you're saying and it's all about speeding up the game and yeah absolutely that's fine Like, and I do think like I do think the game of Camogie we have seen it, it increase in its pace dramatically I think mm. over the last two seasons anyway but to me it's it's just that one rule I'm just like it sounds to me Anya like you take umbrage to the rule because it's demeaning I don't I, see it. I no, think it's you, demeaning. You think it's demeaning, yeah. but that you see it that, oh, we're the small little female yeah. and we're not able to hit the ball, so but we should be able to take but it But that's like hands. the advanced American football. Yeah. yeah. No, like, no, and I get it. La- and lads, saying, lads that catch the ball in football, they're saying, well, it's so simplistic. Mm. Like, why should you be given an award for catching Catch, a ball yeah. that's after being kicked 25 yeah. metres? So, like, it doesn't make somebody who's getting fouled in a camogie match in the back line, mm. you know, that's able to take a free out of their hand any less demeaning yeah. than what it is for a grown inter-county footballer mm. to catch a ball that's actually been kicked 25 metres to. To me, it's yeah. like the old um, camogie hand pass rule that we used to coach that they now have scrapped, mm. that there was a skill involved in it. Yeah, there but there was wasn't. A, there, there was a skill no, there, involved. There, no, there, 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 no, done correctly, no, there was no, 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 there wasn't. I don't, I always hated that. Hand passing, yeah. I, mean, I always I hated that. Goal, I'm not going to lie, but I'm glad it is gone as well. Like, I think you'd, you'd get used to the no. free out your hand as well if you just well, give it I'm a chance. I'm telling you now, the day you see me taking a free out of my hand, telling me to come off the pitch. 
That's just my personal opinion. I'm I completely, if I, see I that. completely understand it does speed up the game, and I completely understand it could put you in a situation where you could gain a point or gain, gain a score, a vital score for your team. I understand that, but I'm just like, put the ball down on the ground and take a free. You're well able to take a free. Use well, do you know game. something now? We're actually going to do this. Are we, we are going go- to? Are we going to film or no? We're not. <laughs> we are going to put out a poll. So. We want everybody to please go onto Facebook and go on to the Come On Kind podcast Facebook page and we are going to put up a poll for players out there to see whether you agree with the rule that you were able to take a free out of your hand if you are fouled. And we're going to put that up later on for people. So if you're listening, we would love players to go in and do the poll for us next week just to see whether people agree with Anya or disagree with Anya because we would love to see it. Plus, also, leave us know uh, which rules. We'll actually put up a post as well to know. Uh, you can comment in underneath it. Which rules would you change for Camogie if you get the chance next year? But and please be sure you know your Camogie rules and don't be mixing up Camogie and Ah, look, we'll, we'll, we'll go through the ones that uh, we'll filter them and see who doesn't know what and, you know... Um, <laughs> But yeah, it, it's a bit of fun as well. But we would like to know, and we'll have this debate because it does affect club competitions actually, as well. I'd love to see Anya take a free out of her hand and see, could she point it? Well, actually, no, I'm going to do this now 120 metres the next day that we're out on the field and we're going to see her putting the ball over the bar like Richie Reid and we're going to tape it. No problem, Excellent. No problem at all. And check the slitter first to make sure there's no missiles in it. <laughs> as long as she doesn't hit him at us, I don't mind. <laughs> no problem. We can go up to Temple Stadium. They'll have Hawkeye up there as well. <laughs> I don't I don't, excuse day, me, though. Mrs. I don't need Hawkeye. <laughs> Human error, Martin. Human error. <laughs> Although I did get ribbed for pulling a goalkeeper outside his square the other day, even though Ray Kelly does it constantly because it's in the rules. And I'm not dishing Ray here, by the way, either. He does it. And actually, I see Stephen Delaney doing it in our own club uh, junior C final but as well. It's a free, isn't it? It's a 45. It's a yeah. um, last weekend for... Uh, the first time that I've seen a pulled in a club game in a long time but uh, Stephen was on the ball Ray is always on the ball I can't remember actually who else someone else done it in um, was it the quarter final the semi-final the intermediates I think in Thurless as well So Was it Justin Heffernan? No oh. don't think it was but yeah look we would love I mean this is all about engagement so we will do that Go to please go to our Facebook page it's come on kind you'll be able to go to the poll and see whether you agree with Anya or not on the rule that you can hit the ball out Please of your hand. Please don't slate me. No one, everyone's entitled to their opinion, but exactly. we, w- we would like to actually get a poll just to see whether people do agree that it is a, a childish rule for war- want of a better word or whether you actually think it is uh, helping the game speed up a little bit. And then we'll put up a post with what rules do you want to see changed because we'd love to hear it and we will get a debate going on that as well but um, for the inter-county season that's about it we will give a, an obviously a, a quick rundown on the semi-final um, next weekend or the All-Ireland replay next weekend I should say um, next Monday but next Monday we are moving to season 5 because it's going to be the start of the all Anya's doing her happy dancer in the studio <laughs> all championships when it comes to adult level in Kilkenny and they are going to be starting and lots of intriguing battles coming up on that as well but you looking forward to it? Yeah I can't wait Come in closer and tell us I can't wait I can't wait for the club season I feel like I've been waiting for this for so long Um, because I think we're going to have a very interesting campaign this year 
and I think competitive there's going to be a couple of surprises along the way mm, I think so too mm. I think it's not all as um, I don't think it's going to be kind of written in the stars are written solid there for some teams that might think that think that it is. I think it's going to be. I think there's going to be a few dark horses popping through the championship this year, including your own. Hey, you never know. You're going to make a comeback. Hey, you never know. She's making a, com- uh, she's making she's a, making comeback, a comeback later on. Jeez, that's true. She, she has to go now in about twenty minutes to be on the field in twenty five minutes. Like, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I won't tell you what she had to do to before she went out on the pitch today to put on the pair of shorts and the skirt as well, like in the whole lot, but. Mm. Got you know, start, actually. Oh, sure. that's a fine straight away. There's another rule. That's another, I took the words <laughs> out of my mouth. You can get rid of <laughs> 30 years of trying to get rid of that one. Yeah, yeah. But you listen, maybe when integration happens, that might go. But why? Anyway. Because you get two for one deal on shorts. shorts yeah. That's for uh, that's for another's days. Right, folks, thank you so much for uh, joining us here for the last 27 weeks. Hard to believe it, 27 weeks uh, on season four we've been going since the inter-county competition. It's mad, well, isn't it? It's mad. Well done to all the teams that won all the league games. Well done to our winners yesterday, Clare as the Premier Junior Champions, to Cork as the Senior Champions. Derry and Meath will do it all over again next weekend to crown the Intermediate Champions. We're going to be looking forward to the season ahead when the winter is over the spring will start and we'll be back into the intercounty competitions back again in January because let's let's be honest about it it's only a couple of weeks away like when you look at it really um, we're already eight months of the year uh, nearly gone we're into the eighth month like so it's hard to believe that the intercounty season is over and we'll be given out about all over again but to everybody who has contributed <laughs> for the intercounty season to all of the managers to all of our players actually this year yeah. and we've had a lot of uh, yeah. different players from counties thank you so much for making yourself available to us it has made the season it has been such a great help to ourselves and we love to do it and we hopefully will be able to do a bit more of it uh, next year as well because hopefully we'll be still here that's come on kind of be going fingers crossed you know you never know things happen but for the time being the only thing is going to happen is season 4 is now closed off we will be starting season 5 with the club competitions next week and going forward on you can't wait for us we all can't wait for us but from the three of us here from the studios in case CLR from Lillian from myself Martin Quilty and from Anya Farrell as always thank you for listening to season 4 we hope that you're going to keep listening to season 5 enjoy the intercounty break to all of those who was part of it enjoy the club season starting again we will chat to you next Monday but it will be intercounty over club scene starting away season 5 season 5 only can't wait from us all here <laughs> goodbye good luck bye this is come on kind with Martin Quilty and Onya Fahey.